I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, another keyword. There's still two left for the day. One is coming up at about 4.20. You hear the keyword, then you follow the instructions as to how to enter it for a chance to win some money. And, of course, the voice line, folks. It's Friday. They'll be here at 5.20 and 5.50 on KFI. Uh, we're going to talk with Alex Stone now from ABC News. Uh, the biggest story of the day is Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has a husband named Paul, and at 2.30 in the morning, uh, some guy in his underwear showed up and uh, Paul Pelosi ended up getting whacked in the head with a hammer, uh, repeatedly hit with the hammer, until police were able to break it up. Uh, the guy who was hitting, the guy who was hitting Paul Pelosi is a really bizarre person. It's David uh, DePape. Let's get uh, Alex Stone on. DePape, I'm hearing. DePape, DePape, DePape. What yeah, is, what the, is, you know what the pronunciation is? I, I, I've heard well, all kinds and, of Well, uh, and Chief Scott up in San Francisco, you know, used to be LAPD, now runs it. He called him uh, Pepe. So it could be any number of things uh, right now. Nobody seems to know. But, yeah, the FBI, uh, they've been in Berkeley all day today talking to this 42-year-old's neighbors, trying to figure out what he's all about. Uh, online postings, we know a lot of conspiracy theories about, I mean, everything from COVID-19 to vaccines to the 2020 elections to January 6th, the aliens to, I mean, it's all over the board, but 227 this morning, police get a 911 call. We now believe came from Paul Pelosi that, that he was able to get one out. Uh, police, it is a welfare check. They don't know what's going on. Uh, they get there within three minutes, which is, I mean, on a welfare check really, really quick. Uh, and it's all going down. And William Scott, uh, the, the chief in San Francisco, he says this is what officers saw when they got there. They encountered an adult male and Mr. Pelosi's husband, Paul, 
our officers observed Mr. Pelosi and the suspect both holding a hammer. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Mr. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. So they jump in there, they tackle the guy and arrest him. This 42-year-old David DePape, our sources are saying, uh, broke the back glass door, used that hammer, was yelling, where's Nancy, as he was walking around the house, I'm looking for Nancy, that kind of stuff. Some point came upon Paul Pelosi, and they fought it out. And had police been a minute later, he was getting hit in the head. He has a skull fracture with that hammer. I mean, he could be dead if, if they had not been that quick. But seriously injured, he underwent surgery today, skull fracture, uh, injuries to his hand and his arms. Um, but police say they know all this stuff that this guy was posting, all, you know, a lot of really wacky conspiracy theories. But they got to figure out why did he do this, the motive for 2.30 this morning, why decide today was going to be the day, go in there, uh, looking for Nancy Pelosi, that they don't know. The motive for this attack is still being determined. Mr. DePepe will be booked at the San Francisco County Jail on the following charges. Attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, they're going uh, attempted murder, burglary, elder abuse, all of that since Paul Pelosi, 82 years old, uh, and the DA in San Francisco saying that... ...will proceed with the appropriate charges as things unfold. And they filed some of them now, but uh, a lot of questions about security around their house. Why was there no capital security? They protect uh, Nancy Pelosi. She wasn't there. She was in D.C., so apparently they're not there when she's not there, but no other security. The, the home in downtown San Francisco right on the street, you know, no gates or anything like that. Uh, so a lot of, they're trying to figure out and more about this guy. Was he linked to anybody? Why did he do it? They don't know yet. Uh, but he spends his days living with a bunch of nudists. Yeah, so his uh, background, I mean, it's its crazy stuff. San Francisco, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, I this mean, whole motive thing? Yeah, Berkeley, He's insane. There's your motive. He's nuts. Well, yeah, I mean, they're trying to figure out. Is it that? Is it, uh, you know, what motivated him to do it today? What was the... Uh, the impetus for doing it, uh, and you know, what sparked it, they don't know yet. The voices in his head, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, he showed up in his underwear, which I'm surprised. Hey, you'd think he'd show up, you know, fully nude, but he yeah. actually and, had... Uh, uh, yeah, we're being told they, they do believe that she was the target of this, that uh, he wanted to uh, probably kill her, uh, maybe tie them up, um, but she wasn't home. She was in D.C. He hadn't done his homework, and uh, Paul Pelosi... I mean, he took a, a beating, and at 82 years old, fighting a guy half his age, pretty amazing uh, he's not worse off. Yeah. All he's right. described as a hemp jewelry maker? Dip, he has described himself, yeah, in uh, Chronicle articles. Is that a few years ago? That's a nudist, all of that. All, all right. right. Thank you very much, Alex. You got it. Thanks, guys. Well, you know, Alex he, Stone, ABC News for KFI. If, if he's got a, a bug about vaccines and the covid uh, situation then Pelosi, stolen election he's a yeah. QAnon guy Pelosi I, would look like the human face of all everything that's wrong with the world this is so, true uh, you know i think i think the motive is pretty obvious i mean somebody's got to take the fall in his mind for all the terrible things that are happening and he was going after her he defies though sort of berkeley living you know and, and, and nudists and all that you wouldn't expect that crowd to necessarily be yeah. Believing in uh, he's the election a, was stolen and QAnon and he's in he's in his he's his own man. Supposedly yeah, he grew up in British Columbia. He moved to California twenty years ago, and now this new nugget. He's got a twin sister. She lives in New Zealand. 
Joanne Robinson described her brother as a sweet, shy boy oh, who got sure. involved with the crazy person. I think she's referring to that uh, the queen of the nudes, uh, the Russian Taub. woman. Right. Gypsy Taub. Russian-born Gypsy Taub and her fiancé, James, J-A-Y-M-Z, Smith. DePape was the best man at their nudist wedding in 2013, but it does say, John, he stayed dressed. Mm. He took photos. So the nude guy you were looking at before is the husband. Is the husband, sure. James Smith. But he, he lives with the nudists. But apparently and, uh, DePape was struggling with hard drugs about eight years ago, trying to create a new life for himself. His, his, his brain is fried. Uh, uh, taking poison uh, gives you brain damage. You know, drugs are a poison that, that travel to the brain and then destroy the brain matter. And then you start acting insane because your brain is shorted out. All the connections don't work anymore. An acquaintance of his told CNN that um, this gypsy Tob cut off contact with him because he was sending disturbing emails you know, in which he sounded dangerous and out of touch with reality. Right. So if you don't put him away... Uh, one day, there's a likelihood that he's going to go nuts. You know, shoot up a school, shoot up a workplace, try to kill a politician, try to kill his family. That's what happens to these people. So I, I heard this. I, I was actually laughing in the car. I was listening to the audio of a cable news channel, and they had you know their panel of experts and yes. various congressmen, and they're all mouthing platitudes. Well, you know, this is really not partisan. We all have to come together and the anchor is trying to say, well, what do we do with these people? You're like, they've got to be put away. Well, you know, you really can't put anybody away until they commit a crime. It's like, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, nice round of platitudes that I haven't heard before, right? We've got to all come together. How about guy starts acting crazy on the Internet, you put a net around him and haul him away. Because the next thing he's going to do is, is, is uh, attack somebody. That's what they do. All the school shooters have the same story, and so do these one-offs. Yeah. It's the same story. Get rid of him. There are reports that he had been living with the nudists, but also was living in a storage unit in Berkeley. There you go. Well, a storage unit in Berkeley. That's probably half the half the uh, half the apartments in Berkeley are you can probably classify as storage units. Um, uh, yeah, I, even Scott Weiner remembered him. The state senator Scott Weiner ran into a De Pape and his nudist friends about ten years ago, and they were fighting over public nudity. Wiener actually wanted to put restrictions on it, whereas clearly the you imagine? the nudists were, you know, anything goes. When, when something's too much for Scott Wiener? Yeah, he was being trolled by them. Yeah. They were and promoting public nudity in 2011 and 2012. This uh, nutty woman he was living with, Gypsy Taub, had a political talk show on public access TV in Berkeley. And this is probably entertaining, called Uncensored 9-11. 9-11 was an inside job. She appeared naked. And... Uh, she said, I figured if I take my clothes off, people would listen better. Oh, they might be a little distracted, but... They, they, had a, they had a website with conspiracy beliefs, how the elites of the ruling class, government officials, tech companies, and the media censor information seen by the public. Well, that is true. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, as you said, motive. Motive. <laughs> motive still unknown. He wrote, the, he wrote down the motive. You can see the motive in his writings. Yeah, but I just, again, said they didn't find anything that was Pelosi-specific. That's what kind of yeah, bothered me. she's the leader. She's the yeah, face. Yeah, she's in San Francisco. I mean, but. I mean, I can understand somebody who's insane and deeply frustrated with government 
the tech industries, the censorship, right? It, it's like even, even the Unabomber. You actually read his manifesto. He had a few good points in there, right? Yeah. And I could see these guys getting so frustrated and, and nothing changes. These people never are out of power. Uh, and you feel like, well, what am I doing here? I'm shouting on public TV. I'm marching in the street, waving a sign. Like, what, what is the point of this? I got to take some action. I got to do something that really matters in the, to the world. I'm looking at, uh, remember, they vandalized the Pelosi house back in 21. Yeah. Cancel rent. We want everything they wrote on the garage door. And like spray paint. Oh, she's been hounded by the, the, the far left wackos. Where is my money on the front door underneath the Christmas yeah. wreath? Yeah. Where they, is my, and they were protesting not enough COVID money. Not enough COVID money. So not enough. No. Yeah, she was getting it from everybody. <laughs> but I tell you, I think it's pretty stupid to have a, a house right on the street. Uh, I mean, because I heard people carrying on. Doesn't she have security? She has security for herself. She doesn't have it for her family members. I mean, how much money are we going to pay? Right. Bad enough we got to pay, you know, security for them. We got to pay for everybody's family. You pay for your own security at your house. All right, we got more coming up. Uh, the next thing you're going to hear is that big keyword for a chance to get some money. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. And at round 520, right after your chance to win, will be the Moist Line. Mm -hmm. We anticipate it with great, great happiness. Don't oh, we? Oh, I have a lot of enthusiasm. Sure. Always yeah, look forward to the moist line. There's usually a Deborah Mark Zinger in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. We live for that. I do. We do. Did she irritate we... anybody this week, Eric? There's there's a few. She actually does have a defender as well. Oh, a defender. No. <laughs> yes. Say it isn't so. What are you putting a defender in there? Yeah, what are you doing? Thanks, Eric. It's supposed to be a one-sided uh, bullying attack by the... <laughs> Especially uh, her declaration that she doesn't eat animals, but she wears them. Oh, yeah. God. Terrible. John, did you see the oh the mountain lion got taken away? Okay, so you didn't have that problem. Yeah, I had last night a dream of uh, two mountain lions in my backyard. <laughs> okay, yes. were they mating? Or? Well, one of them was the mountain lion that we saw yesterday in all the video, and then there was a second mountain lion, which was more like a real lion. It was it was large and had like two-tone colored fur and it was standing mm. on its hind legs and roaring like the lion king yeah i was out in the backyard and and for some reason people were yelling at the lions in italian i don't know why in my wow dream. you can yeah. pick out a language in your dream yes yes you can I, get, have, I don't think i've ever had a foreign I, language i had a, I had a I had people yelling in a foreign language at the lions and i did i i just i couldn't get enough of watching that story last night because it, it was, you know, it's my neighborhood. So we need a special dream interpreter for you. That's oh, uh, you have no idea. I... Coming up after the news, we'll give you a really cool poll on uh, who people would like to see run for president in 2024. It shouldn't be shocking, but it's worth talking about. And also, how much money Texas has had to budget to deal with the border being overrun? It's coming up after the news at 4:30. We've been talking about the attack on Paul Pelosi at the Pelosi home in San Francisco. More than one listener forwarded us this story because I guess they were in a bit of shock, too. National Geographic has released their 25 most breathtaking places for 2023. And one California city made the list. San Francisco 
And I thought, well, there's breathtaking aspects to that when you see the homeless problem. First homeless. time you see a guy squatting and defecating in front of you, you probably go, <gasps> yeah, if you're from another state where there's not a lot of that or another country, it's pretty <laughs> clean. <laughs> you come to San Francisco and you see some of what's going on there. Now, if you stay in the touristy places, it's not so bad. I was actually there last weekend. I didn't see a lot of uh, filth and homeless people, but... Uh, there were five categories to this family, culture, nature, and community. Now, I can think of two of those, or I wouldn't rate San Francisco particularly high. <laughs> it's supposed to uh, ignite your spirit of travel while you focus on a specific interest. Uh, they, play, they praise the city's well-paved trails, perfect for hiking or biking. Uh, of course, the Golden Gate Bridge, historic Presidio Park. You know, all these things are true, and they're but, pretty much still no, there. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a beautiful city, which is why it's so enraging that they allowed it to get uh, part of it to get destroyed. Why would you do that? It was like destroying an artwork at a museum. Why would you do that? I don't know. And, you and, and I have talked they, about this before. Cities that often have the best culture also tolerate the worst behaviors. To a point. But this was, this was just out-and-out out destruction. And I, I don't, you know, it's like one thing if if you have a, a city that's already a kind of a hellhole, you know, like back east, Newark or Detroit. Or, but San Francisco, I've never seen anything as beautiful in this country as that city. And and, it, and if you're, you're a mayor or you're a council person or supervisor or whatever form of dysfunctional government they have, aren't you supposed to be a booster of the city? Aren't you supposed to be... So proud of it and do everything you can to keep it as pristine as possible. So much of your money depends on the tourism. I, I, I really am just baffled by this. It's only, oh, it's got to, it's just can only be explained by it's like some sick cult where they began to worship the vagrants defecating more than anything else. We've life. never been able to fathom how uh, uh, people can, they will tolerate this kind of behavior, but, you know, when it comes to certain forms of speech, <gasps> we will cancel you, we will harass you, we will Man. protest you, you must resign. I, Yet I, they'll I, let people live in filth and drug use. and Because I can only, that's why I always make these religious comparisons. Because in religions, people have a set of often bizarre beliefs, contradictory beliefs. Uh, they seem random. Uh, they don't, don't seem to be practical in a lot of ways to modern life. And, and there seems to be something in human nature to want to join a larger group where you have a certain philosophy or religion or belief system. And then if you don't adhere to it, you're considered some kind of heretic and you have to be shooed out of the, out of the tribe. I mean, that, that, that is the way they're acting. If, if people question, hey, what are we doing here? Uh, suddenly, oh, you're an ist. You're a phobe. You're a... And they're doing, it, they're doing it to each other. That's what's fascinating. They're just as happy throwing some progressive out of their tribe as they are going after some, uh, some right-wing kook. All right, when we come back, we have new migration numbers for you to mull over, including how many new illegal immigrants are inside the United States since Biden became president. When do you hear the number? And also how much Texas has budgeted to deal with this Border crisis. Johnny Ken KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, coming up at the five o'clock hour, of course, two rounds of the Moist Line people will be visited by Steve Gregory, right? KFI news reporter. In addition to Unsolved, he works on documentaries too, and 
He's going to talk to us about the scourge of fentanyl coming up uh, right after the news at 5 o'clock, especially has airing on KFI this weekend. Uh, we learned recently that um, the number of migrants who came to the U.S. border had reached 2.4 million in the fiscal year that just ended on September 30th. It is an astonishing number. And now the Center for Immigration Studies did an analysis based on new census numbers, and they have determined that 1.8 million illegal immigrants have settled in the U.S. since Biden took office. That's the additional illegal immigrants. 1.8 million. There are now nearly 48 million migrants in the United States that's legal and illegal. But the jump in the number of new illegal immigrants is really off the charts. All told, some 2.9 million more immigrants now live in the U.S. than they did in January of 2021 when Biden was sworn in. And 1.8 million of that number is uh, illegal so, immigrants. Out of all the immigrants, two-thirds are illegal. Yeah, 1.8 million out of 2.9 total. The other third had to uh, wait a long time and spend a lot of money and jump through a lot of hoops to get in here. But the yeah. other two-thirds just come. <laughs> and And... and the Democrats wonder why uh, a lot of uh, legal Hispanic citizens are pissed at them and are going to vote against them in two weeks. Gee, why would that be? Yeah, there was an astonishing poll that came out from USA Today about uh, large percentages of Latinos and even blacks are going to vote Republican in yeah, this well, next election. Because now they have 1.8 million more people competing for their jobs when their families on the Hispanic side, their families had to go through all the bureaucracy and delays and, and spend the money and hire lawyers to get to America legally. Huh. Well, I'd be, yeah. I'd be pissed. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the reasons they're going to lose their votes. And then they finally get to this country and they just got to hear people shouting all day about abortion and transgenders. It's like, eh, eh, I don't think that's their culture. This USA Today poll, two-thirds of those surveyed, 66% say the nation's already in a recession or a depression. 61% said they're eating out less often, they're cutting back. 50% have postponed or canceled vacations. 47% have cut back on groceries. Even, and this is hard to believe in L.A., 45% are driving less. <laughs> well, it doesn't and, seem that way when you look at the traffic reports. But. That's why I said, considering all those statistics you read, you really want to hear Biden claiming it's like, you know... Uh, Gas was uh, $5 a gallon when I took over, and it's, it's, it's dropped since. Like, you, you, if, you're, if you're struggling with money week to week and you're denying yourself even driving around or denying food or denying a trip, you want to hear that old man bl blustering and lying about uh, gas prices? I, that, that, people are pissed. I was listening to some... Um, Whole analysis today, and and the guy saying because everybody's angry. Well, that angry is going to be that anger is going to get channeled in about two weeks. Now, in 2020, Trump got 12 percent of the black vote, 32 percent of the Hispanic vote. But right now, according to this survey by USA Today, 40 percent of Hispanics are going to vote Republican candidate, 21 percent of blacks. So that's, that's a big change in two that's years. That's record highs. That's never happened in history.
record highs. That's yeah. a complete refutation of this administration and the policies. And as you pointed out many times, the, the far left have grabbed a hold of this. The Alexandria Ocasio-Cortezes and Bernie Sanders are controlling right. uh, you know, the, the, uh, the well, uh, agenda. You push, you push Venezuelan economics. These people, some of them, you know, came from Venezuela. Some of them came from Cuba. You can't put those disastrous economic philosophies forward and campaign on them. These people ran away, walked thousands of miles in some cases, or, or went on a, a rickety boat 100 miles to get out of Cuba. That's what they did to get away from socialist policies. They're destructive. They're disastrous. Nobody wants this. But that's all that, that, that they're selling. On a list of seven issues... The economy inflation was number one with 37%. A distant second was abortion with 18%. They're only given a list of seven issues. So yeah, those are the top two. Now, the state of Texas apparently has budgeted an enormous amount of money, $4 billion to deal with the border problem. $4 billion. They have spent a huge chunk, nearly $800 million to bus the migrants out of the state, they also has to pay for National Guard troops and hundreds of Texas of Department of Public Safety troopers who patrol the border. It makes you think that if they didn't do that, that 2.4 million migrant number that we just referenced would probably be a lot higher because it's already overwhelming. But yeah. Texas at least does have some sort of their own border uh, patrols. No, it, I mean, it, it's, it's cheaper to, to send them to the other cities. Otherwise, you've got to care for them and their kids for the rest of their lives in Texas. Right. you got to pay for everything. So, yeah, it's a lot cheaper to spend the money on planes and buses. They have spent $12 million to bus asylum seekers to places like New York, so far, and counting. And like I said, they have totally budgeted $3 billion this year for border security. That that is a, a complete abomination. They only on, on, they only on, budgeted 110 million back in 2008 to 2009. Look at yeah. the big increase. See what Texas taxpayers have to put up with, and so, they don't have an income tax. So, Where's the money going to come from? So who do you think they're going to vote for? Who, who do you oh. think they're going to vote for for Congress? By, and by the way, Abbott has a big lead over that dopey Beto oh, O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah, they're going to vote for Beto O'Rourke. I Even keep, uh, I keep reading these. Profiles on him, still fawning, adoring. Oh, really? I don't see much on him. Oh, yeah, yeah. All the all the major uh, news sites and magazines. Everybody does their one. I'm going to follow Beto for a week and report on how people are are treating him and about the hopes and dreams people have for Beto. And it's the (laughs) same garbage now going on. How many? How often has he run? Like five last five years. He's been yeah, running he ran for, for Senate. He lost to Ted Cruz. Then he a ran for president, back. right? He ran for president. And he in ran for governor. And this is the third time he's going to get his ass kicked. And he still gets these fawning profiles. And nobody wants to point out he's a big loser. He's not going to win anything in Texas. I mean, and meanwhile, he, he can go the, to Vermont and replace Bernie Sanders, but he's not going to win in Texas. The Daily Caller got an interview with the president of Guatemala, Alejandro Guillamatai. Giamatai, he said when the Biden administration announced, remember after he took over, that they were going to end Title 42. Title 42 was implemented under the Trump administration. It was dealing with COVID. It was a way to easily expel migrants at the border. 
Well, Biden administration announced that they were going to scrap it. Now, they didn't do that because they were prevented from doing that. But he said that was enough to unleash a wave of migrants to the United States. A lot of them were Venezuelans who came through Guatemala mm-hmm. to get to the U.S. And he says it's, it, hasn't, it, it didn't let up. Now, as you know, the Biden administration has a new policy with the Venezuelans that they're only going to grant legal entry to 24,000 if they meet certain qualifications and the rest are going to be turned back. But Every, it, it took a, a number like 2.4 yeah. million migrants yeah. for it, them to... It's indisputable what's causing the surge. It is 100% Biden. It's his policies. It's the things he says. It's the things he does. It's him. Right. That's why we have an extra uh, nearly 3 million people in the country. It's all him. And it's, it's, a, it's a terrible failed policy. A lot of people have died trying to get here. Uh, it, it's it's just awful. And he, uh, you know, at this point, I've given up on, I, I think his his brain is shot. So these are the left-wing progressives in his cabinet. And they're, they're, they're going to pull these levers until uh, they all get kicked out of office. Well, hopefully it won't be long. All right, John and Ken show KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The latest El Segundo Times story on the attack on Paul Pelosi. Pelosi attack suspect spread QAnon. Other far-right bigoted conspiracies. But well, but, truth be told, he was an odd blend of a whole bunch of things. Yeah. Well, but they'll, they'll focus on that for a week now. Because they're running out of steam trying to get uh, Kevin DeLeon to resign. They've, oh. <laughs> they've screamed racist in about 17 straight articles, and he's not quitting. So now they'll uh, they'll go after... Uh, or maybe it's an attempt to try to hold on to Congress and the House of Representatives right, yeah. by uh, showing sympathy for uh, uh, the party that's getting attacked by the other party. Don't vote them in. They're all like this crazy guy, which, of course, is completely outrageous, but that's the cartoon no. that they want to create. He's a Green Party guy. All right. Well, that's part of his affiliation, from what we understand. Uh, Anyway, we'll give you a little more information uh, next hour, along with the Moist Line. We're going to start the hour by talking to Steve Gregory, who's got a two-hour documentary special coming up on KFI this weekend, Deadly Pill, looking at the opioid fentanyl crisis. And he'll give us an outline as to who we talk to and more. Uh, That'll be coming up uh, after 5 o'clock here on KFI. Oh, and one more keyword, John. John's excited to read you the directions. Uh Uh-huh. To possibly win the cash money. Yeah, $1,000. Another one of these polls. This one is overwhelming. USA Today, Suffolk University polled a whole lot of prospective voters for 2024. 64% don't want Biden to run. 68% don't want to see Trump run. (laughs) (laughs) That's almost two-thirds. Well, in the case of Trump, it is two-thirds. How about that? Yeah. That's overall, if you break it down by party... It's not so bad for either one of them. That's the problem. Because- 45% of Democrats would like Biden to run again. 43 say no. So that's pretty close. On the Republican side, 56 do want to see Trump run. 39. Uh-uh. But you lose both sides. Both candidates lose a lot of the independents. And the independents are still a sizable uh, percentage of the country. They are. They, are they, never they can con- make a difference. They are never discussed, never considered. But they decide which way the world goes. And, uh, you know, because the partisans, I mean, I mean, partisan people will vote for anybody that comes out of their tribe. And it doesn't matter if they're missing a head, (laughs) you know, if if uh, if if they're like a barnyard animal, it's like, oh, it's my guy. So there's no point in polling them. 
Because 100% of the Republicans will vote for Trump, or pretty close to it. And 100% of Biden's uh, Democrats will vote for him, or pretty close to it. Right. It's how the independents break on the election. So it's a waste of time. Of course, neither one of them is running officially yet anyway. We keep hearing every month. I even thought Labor Day, supposedly Trump was going to make an announcement. Oh, but that well, the latest happen. one I heard today was he was going to announce uh, next week before the election. And they talked about it. They don't want to oh, screw up the election. I heard he's got a big rally coming this weekend. There was speculation <laughs> he might use that to announce. Oh, he wants to. He wants to. But they're trying to talk him down because, you know, if he announces he's going to run, that might completely upend the uh, the midterm elections. So. Oh, I see what you mean. That people get that news. They're going to run and vote the Democrats because right, right. Trump's coming. Trump's coming. Right. They're going. To, yeah, and it, that that could happen because they're going to want to balance out the the uh, the power there. Yeah, one of the uh, other polls that just came out showed uh, well a dip in the numbers for John Fetterman. John Fetterman is the Democratic candidate for the U.S. Senate from Pennsylvania. His opponent is the wonderful Dr. Oz. Mehmet, I like that name, Mehmet, Mehmet Oz. Uh, they debated the other night. It became big national news. I just saw a story that Fetterman's people were complaining that the debate organizers put up wrong copy or mistakes on the monitor that Fetterman was reading so he could know the questions. Oh, stop it. They were, try- <laughs> they were trying to. He's got brain damage that hasn't healed. Uh, they they lied about it for months. Yeah. The only the only per that shows you how corrupt the news media is. The only person who reported the truth was a woman from NBC. She said he didn't understand me when I was engaging in small talk. Oh, and she got flogged. She got flogged hard by all the other journalists. You're all, an ableist. All yeah. All the other t- Twitter holes started beating on her. She was right. She told the truth. The others were just were just covering their their propaganda artists. That's all they are. That's what everybody is now. So this brand new survey of likely voters shows that about 47, 48% would vote for Oz. Fetterman dipped to 46%. Now, Fetterman had been leading in most of the polls at one point. Uh, he was uh, up several points over Oz. The small sample of voters who said they were undecided before the debate and now have decided broke heavily for Oz, 65% to 36% uh, when they were pressed to choose which one they were going to vote for. So, right. So this is, this is the crucial moment. In, in, the, in the final 10 days or so, which way do the undecideds break? And if, all, if the undecideds all go in one direction, if it, it, what it is is people who may have Democratic leanings. They consider themselves independent, but maybe they vote Democrat more often than not. But they're looking at the state of the country, the state of Biden's brain, the state of Fetterman's brain, and going, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's right. It's, yeah. it's piling on. Yeah, it is. I, it I, is. I think at some point we can ignore all the nonsense about Biden, but now we have this guy too, and what kind of party are we going to look like if these are our big candidates? Fetterman could be a total vegetable, and he would still get, you know, 45% of the vote. He would. And the same thing with Oz. Oz could try to sell the the biggest snake oil scam in the world uh, at his campaign stops, and the Republicans are going to vote for him. Because, what they again, they're voting for who controls the Senate. That's what a lot of people are going to be voting on now. Not the individual candidates, because both of them are not good in Pennsylvania. But, you know, which party do you want to run the Senate? Because 
nearly all the candidates vote in lockstep with their party, right? So it really right. doesn't matter. You, you, could, you could vote for a gerbil. It, as long as the gerbil votes the way your party wants to vote, that's all that matters. Looks like John Fetterman's wife made the news today with a headline that says she claims that swimming in America is very racist. <laughs> uh, historically, swimming in America is very racist. Usually when you look down at drowning statistics, it usually affects children of color because of lack of access. Wow. So access to water and pools now is well, a big concern. If you had lack of access, wouldn't you drown less? Well, no, because when you are exposed to it, you drown because you didn't learn as a young child how to And where is her uh, her, uh, uh, evidence of this? I don't know why she was talking about pools and public pools today. Well, she wanted to open up the lieutenant governor's mansion. Oh. uh, Open up the pool to the public to right some of the wrongs of racist swimming. Oh, I see. Wow, she racist want, swimming. She wanted to ensure that young people could learn how to swim and learn water safety and right some of the wrongs. Historically, public, oh, I see, yeah, because public pools were often segregated during the Jim Crow era. Right, which was... Well, that's going back a long time, which, yeah. yeah let's, let's go back 60 years. Yeah, let's go back to the South, mostly. Uh, uh, yeah, the 60 years ago in Alabama. But, hey, just keep beating that drum, right, when you're, when you're out of uh, anything else. Wow. Anything but talk about the 10% inflation, right? All right. When we come back, we'll be talking to Steve Gregory from KFI News. He's got a special two-hour documentary airing this weekend on the station about the opioid fentanyl crisis. It's called Deadly Pill. Right after that, another keyword, the final one of the week, and the moist line. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.